to The Blackout Diaries, a show where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories. I'm your host, Sean Bear Flannery. And I am CJ Sullivan, and each week here on The Blackout Diaries, we'll have a different theme when it comes to debauchery and drinking, and today's is international... Uh, <laughs> international cultural drinking, buffoonery. international water, yeah, buffoonery, if you will. I feel like that's a that's a pretty big net we cast. What we have to uh, lock it in. So we're gonna kind of European, maybe a little Canadian, no Mexican. Americans misbehaving themselves, yes. on the old across the pond on the old continent. On the, yes, across the pond because we because we misbehave all over the place in Mexico and Canada, of course. So we're gonna try to focus in on just like <laughs> it somehow pain. seems a little less ugly. When we're doing it in European countries. Right. We've already... If we've gone to Thailand where, <laughs> y- you know, our car is worth more than their house and you're being an asshole, that somehow seems more evil. Sure. Than if you're just a jackass in Prague. Yeah, and it feels like there's something about coming home because Americans, you know, such yes. a young country and we feel like, you know, our ancestors, a lot of, a lot of our ancestors, whatever, come over there. It's kind of like a... Like a lost Labrador coming back to a farm, you know? Like, I'm finally home, like, where you can roam free. free. Yeah, exactly. And that, it is funny that you bring that up, because that, that is how everyone justifies, uh, all the rich kids in college justify international travel. Like, I want to yes. see, you, you know, the roots of Western culture. And it's like, no, you right. want to go where the drinking age is 18. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> drink with impunity. The, the, entire, the entire trip is, ba- yeah, is motivated by... 18 drinking age like you didn't you, you yeah, slept if little th- rock arkansas was allowed to sell beers to 18 year olds it would <laughs> right. get more visitors in america than rome yeah exactly you wouldn't see the roman coliseum if it was in your backyard if you could have legalized drinking going on <laughs> and i i remember that growing up you know in cleveland i have a lot of friends who are originally from detroit mm-hmm. and um that used to be huge but like before 9 11 we forget that the border between U.S. and Canada was cool. Like, like, like yeah. the, the guards, I mean, it, it was almost like manning like a, it was almost more like they were strip club bouncers <laughs> than, than, than a border patrol. <laughs> right. It was a very... Because everyone was just going in and out for drinking reasons. Very revolving door. It's, it's how... Uh... It's how they paint the picture of how Mexico is now, even though it's not. You know, yeah. like a pouring... <laughs> you know. Yeah. Of, uh, you that know, is hilarious. Uh, if you told, like, if I told one of my stories on Tucker Carlson or whatever it is from, right. from like the eighties, yeah. he would have an aneurysm. <laughs> we have a mutual friend, uh, Mike Stanley, who's done uh, the live show before. Who you know, yep. very funny comic, original, great comic, and he, great comic, Mike Stanley, great comic, great dude, and he, uh, great he guy, tells yeah. a great story. Uh, did you ever meet his boy, uh, Handsome Danny? I don't Handsome know. Handsome Danny used I'm to drive them all around. That. Yeah. <laughs> One of those guys, once you see him, it's a deeply cruel nickname. I mean, Danny. I could have guessed that with Stanley being from Detroit and knowing and meeting other of Stanley's friends. Yeah. <laughs> that they're not hiding a very handsome But so Danny. handsome Danny yeah, yeah. had this car. Like he said they said it was like actually like the Flintstones car. Like there were no uh there was no floorboards or anything. Yeah, like you actually the saw floor. the ground moving mm-hmm. and everything like that. And it was just falling apart. But anyways, every weekend they would go to Windsor. You know, they're underage in America. They'd just get drunk and yep. just go through the board. The, the board wouldn't get. So one day there's like a line. I don't know. Somebody's getting arrested for a DUI at the actual border. Handsome Danny's car catches on fire in line, like an inferno, <laughs> like, like, a, yes. like billowing black smoke and everything. They get out, just walk across the border, just abandon it. The security guard is like. That's what they used to call them, security guards. Yeah, you know? security and, and, like, guard, right. and that was the level of respect they got, you know. And you're like, where are you guys going? They're like, 
car problems. And the dude... <laughs> The guard's like, what? And he goes, your problem now. And they just <laughs> walk into America. Like it's a rental car on the lot that left <laughs> at the airport. Go get it. I don't know. Hey, hey. Canada's problem, yeah, not yours. Right. <laughs> you want it? Go get it. <laughs> but you know what would happen? Like, that would make world news if that happened today. Like, they, they would assume it's <laughs> right. a, a, like it's a terrorist attack. Right, that's an international incident. I do remember that story <laughs> about the floor being in the car. It's good for, like, disposing of evidence, you know, as you're driving. Oh, yeah. Like, I know like, people did that. Um Real quick, this is not not um, related to international drinking, but before we before we get to our our guest, which is uh, Grace Piotrowski, who has a great story about drinking in Italy and Ireland, actually, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll get to that. I, I just came back from uh, Philadelphia this weekend where I was doing shows, and um, we were uh, <laughs> we went to the American uh, the Revolutionary War Museum or something like that, or American Revolution okay. Museum or something. It was kind of our right. there in Old City. And uh, somehow it was so Philly. Somehow the, our tour guide threw in the fact, like it was a main part of the fact during the tour that, because <laughs> somehow about flushing drugs came out of the tour. Uh, flushing drugs, like, like yeah, there were scenes in movies where they're getting arrested and they flush the drugs down the toilet. That's a falsehood yeah. because the cops, they'll shut your water off before they raid you. So what they do is they shut your water <laughs> off and you can't flush it. Anyway, so Betsy Ross, it, it, it was like weaved Holy in. Philly. Yeah, it was weaved into this tour about the Revolutionary War. <laughs> like, okay, that's a fun fact. <laughs> that's awesome. Only in Philly would you right. learn that yeah. when yeah. looking at a and, revolutionary. And literally our whole group was like, oh, I did not know that. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, man. Anyway, that's a good segue as we get into, as we have to get into our story with the aforementioned guest, uh, guest Grace Piotrowski. Now I'm mispronouncing the name, um, but she has an amazing story. So without further ado, great story, hilarious story. Yeah, let's get into it about a night in Italy that got away from Grace. Thank you. All right. Yeah, I got. I got photos, y'all. We got evidence here. All right, hello. How are we all doing? Are you drunk yet? Because you're going to want to be for this. All right, these are a couple of stories about love and alcohol. You know how it goes. Are you guys couples here? <sighs> one day. One day I'll be you, but it's fine. For now, I just get to entertain you. All right, we're going to start off how every good blackout story starts. When you're 20 and you're studying abroad in Europe, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, fuck this bitch. You're going to, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. All right. I'm backpacking through Europe. I'm 20 years old. I am not good at public transportation in Europe because I don't speak the language. All right. We're in Italy right here. Um, It's really fucking tough to navigate public transportation in a language you don't know. I show up in Italy, um, and I'm meeting my friend in Milan for dinner. We have a little on-again, off-again, our friends hate us type of thing. He's my buddy from high school. And I'm meeting him and a friend for dinner. Um, And then we're going to go out for drinks. And I haven't eaten all day because I got lost on the Italian train system. So then we eat dinner, and then we go out to a bar. But this bar is not a normal bar. This is how they serve their beer, all right? 
You get to pick how many liters you want, and then they come in this like, right, right? Wait, say that again. Yeah, locomotiva. Who the fuck knows? You know what? I couldn't even navigate a train. I don't know how a locomotiva is going to work. That's not what a uterus looks like. Are you fucking anybody in this room? Because I'm worried for them if you think that's what a uterus looks like. We might need to pause and I'll pull up my sex education slides here. Do you know what a clitoris looks like? No, no, I'm, I'm like seriously asking you here. I got time to kill. I got these short little stories. Do you know what a, a clitoris looks like? Like give me a general shape. You brought up a uterus. You can't be like, mm, I don't want to talk about this. No, do you know what it looks like? Yes. What? That's, that is a good answer, but um, a clitoris looks like a wishbone, and if you're like, what? Google it. Okay. So I'm drinking like this, and I haven't eaten all day, and we are drinking 10% beer, and I'm with my on-again, off-again, will-they-won't-they friend, and his friend. So I'm trying to be cool, right? Because I'm a pick-me girl, and I'm like... Oh my god, I'm so cool. I can hang with boys. I can drink. I can't. I shouldn't. I shouldn't drink like that. Even on my best days, I shouldn't drink the uterus, which is not what a uterus looks like. Um, this is what our thing looked like. Um, I'm already a little gone here. <laughs> right? All right, so we're drinking. We're having a great time. I go to the bathroom, and as you can see, I only have guy friends. I'm a pick-me girl. It's fine. We can go to through therapy later. Um, I go to the bathroom, and I'm kind of exhausted. I've been traveling all day. I've been backpacking for a week, and I've been staying in hostels. I'm not getting great sleep. I'm just giving you a lot of excuses as to like what's about to happen here. I um, am in the bathroom, 10 minutes, and then the I'm in the bathroom, and the next thing I remember, I'm in bed, all right? So this is what's been told to me. <laughs> um, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, they're a little like, oh, she's been in there a while. But they all know, well, they don't know. They just like fantasize about ba women's bathrooms. And they're like, the lines are long. I don't know what goes <laughs> on in there. It takes a long time. Um, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, they're like, we should check on her. Um, they probably should have done that 20 minutes earlier, but it's fine. Boys will be boys. We're in Italy, so no one speak. They only speak kind of like half broken Italian, and they're like, "All right, our friend is in the bathroom." They try to go in, and the stall is locked, and they're like, "Well, she's in there." So they go to this Italian bar manager. It's rough to be an American abroad, right? People don't like us. Like we walk around like, "Oh, we're Americans." No, they will kill you. They do not care. They're like, "You guys elected Trump, you deserve to die," right? This is 2017. Fair. Fair. Totally. <laughs> Honestly, like I wouldn't blame them. I kind of wanted to kill myself in 2017 anyway, so like it's fine. Um so they go and get the manager and he opens up the door for them and I am asleep face down on the toilet and the manager in Italian 
without any remorse for this dumb American girl, goes, get the dead girl out of here. (laughs) And we are all grateful that was a short sentence that these two fuckers knew in Italian. And they proceed to heave me out of this Italian bar, carry me back to the Airbnb, and then I wake up the next morning and I am unable to move for 24 hours because I am one of, like, definitely top three hangovers of my life. Um, So, no, I didn't see the Duomo in Milan, okay? I saw a toilet bowl. And then some pasta, and that was it. Um, So thanks for coming to Blackout Diaries. Don't drink. My name's Grace. And we're back on the Blackout Diaries with C.J. Sullivan, Sean Flannery, and joining us, who you just heard the hilarious story from, is Grace Petrowski. Grace, how are you doing? Hello. Hi. (laughs) Thank you for having me. (laughs) How are you, Grace? Piotrowski, I believe. Piotrowski, you got it. He got it in rehearsals. It was so much. We yeah. Yesterday in rehearsals. <laughs> there was a lot of pressure on him. I think he did pretty well from my event. Um, Grace, you come in from... First of all, welcome to the show. That was a hilarious story, by the way. And uh, you. just you. moved to Chicago from Buffalo. Is that true? Yes, I'm from Buffalo. I've been in Chicago like four or five years now. Okay. Um, originally from Buffalo, though. Another very big drinking city. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we were talking uh, before we started recording, but you know, when you go to the O'Hare, you always see like your sister cities. I, I feel Buffalo is a sister city of the Blackout Diaries. It just <laughs> oh, drinks. Totally. It's got to be. There can't be another city with that small of a population that has so many 4 a.m. bars, right? Like it has like more 4 a.m. bars than Manhattan. It does. There are a ton. I will say I go back to Buffalo pretty frequently. Um it's so much cheaper to drink there. Oh, yeah. I like, no, but, but then I have to drive. It's a, it's a hard, like, Oh, I can drink a lot cheaper, but I'm driving everywhere. They don't have the public transportation that I adore here. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Like if you go to other cities and you find out there's a Buffalo bar or something like that, like, Oh, that's a mm. Buffalo bar. Like, you know, like, that's just no, Oh, it's just, it's just gonna be a hard drinking, like alcoholic bar, <laughs> you know, also, it's gonna it's be gonna hilarious. Be a fun place. Yeah, of like, course. Oh, it's, oh, gonna, yeah. be it's gonna be a blast, oh, you know, God, so and everyone's yeah. on the same le- wave level. There's one, there's one, I used to live one, near one Chicago and Delilah's. It wasn't a Buffalo bar. It was a, it's a, it's a punk bar. Bill, it's a Bills but bar. it's a Buffalo yeah. Bills every, bar, every right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where they would buy, you know, my favorite bar, yeah. which I love because they bought the Sunday ticket, but they would only play the Bills game. They'd be closed yeah. on their <laughs> bye week, you know. And it's just, it's just Buffalo drunks, and they're, you know they're in the street burning the Miami Dolphin logo, like a mascot. Yeah. <laughs> and I was in, oh my De- god, that's such a good time. Yeah, and I was in Denver, and um, ooh, I got I got stuck there, and I got overnight like snowed in or whatever on a flight. So I went out and did some shows, and one was this open mic, great open mic actually, called Wide Right, which is a Buffalo bar named, named for the Scott Norwood field goal. And then and then people just staring like it's a like, watch out, it's a, and they tell you like watch out, it's a Buffalo bar, and you go there and it's just like wings and drinks, and people were and, and everyone was just hammered there like five a.m. during the snow, like they loved it was, and it was the best. It's like uh, it's like it's like it's like another country within the country. Yeah, you know? it's definitely always like a home away from home type mm-hmm. of vibe. What uh, do you feel growing up in a place like that and like maybe learning to drink in a place like that? 
how is that has that helped or hurt you when you party in other places like do you think that helped or hurt you when like say you moved to chicago or when you were traveling in italy like like what's it like to be a, a buffalo a buffalo. Uh, person roaming the world a buffalo a <laughs> buffalo roaming a buffalo i mean yeah. the reputation is there i have to be able to hold my own right yeah. i didn't i i will admit i didn't drink a ton in high school growing up at all um i didn't drink much until college mm -hmm. but i think like going back there now and going out and partying there and i even party just like going to bars and hanging out it is a lot of fun um i think my my drinking tolerance comes I'm sure it's in my blood from Buffalo, but like it's also the grit of living someplace cold. Like yeah, of course. you gotta yes. keep warm. Somehow, no, of right? course. <laughs> so when you when you were in Italy, were you Buffalo uh, prepared yet by that point? Or were you were you just starting off then? No, I was Buffalo prepared by that okay. point. I mean, Italy, Europe in general is very different because sure. you don't want to be that drunk American, right? Like you don't want to do pretty much exactly what I did that day. Mm -hmm. Um, it's so embarrassing. They're like, oh, these dumb Americans can't handle their alcohol or we right. just like binge drink and they like enjoy it. They like hang yeah. out and smoke and drink and like uh -huh. eat healthier food than we do. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, in Italy, that was just like, I, I did pretty much everything you're not supposed to right. do so as an American. <laughs> so you, you described it, you had that you get to choose the beer size in this, this Italian bar. That's what happened. And then, yeah, the bar was really cool. You pick like how many liters of beer you right. want and then which kind of beer. And then they come in all those like crazy shapes um, that the audience had a lot of yeah. opinions <laughs> on when I did that set. So yeah, it's, it's not like some of us have maybe been to a bar where you can order a beer in like a cylinder that everyone yeah. pours out of. That's like, yeah. th uh, like a three yard high cylinder right. or something like but yours. It was, some of them almost looked like physics experiments or something yeah. like all kinds of crazy. Like I was in a chemistry lab, <laughs> really yeah. crazy things. Um, and they're kind of cool. It's also, I'm not used to thinking in liters, so I don't know if we really knew oh. what we were ordering. Yep. Yep. Cause that's yep. different too. You think like, Oh, you get a beer, you know, tunnel at a bar around here but that's not the same thing yeah that's something um, that, that's something they got to teach travelers and they, then they're always your they're, own yeah they're always going with currency not exchange but what about the leaders exchange that's think gonna, about the food the leader yeah, absolutely yeah, getting a pint i was mm -hmm. in ireland getting a pint there is different than getting a glass of beer here and that's they did teach us that <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's it's a bigger like their sixteen ounces is more than our sixteen ounces somehow. Yeah, you know, I don't know yeah. what if it's Queen's ounce or what it is, but yeah, Queen's it's, ounce. It's, it gives you a little room to breathe up top. You know, or their glass is bigger. <laughs> their glass, yeah, it's like a baker's dozen. They put a little extra into it. They have more time to kill to just yeah. hang out and drink it all down there. Yeah, <laughs> I so love. Told you, go ahead, Sean. You no, know, you go, CJ. I was just going to get to the, I was going to get to the money quote of the story. Um, yes, that's what I wanted to get to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I think that's the, one of the, the, the best lines yeah. that has ever been said at a Blackout yeah. Diaries show. <laughs> get the dead girl um, out of here. Get the dead girl. I know. <laughs> who it told you? So who told you like, that was sex? I can't imagine you remember hearing that. No, I did not remember that. My friend told me the next morning right. when we all woke up. And I'm in bed and I'm like, oh, we like made it, made it back. I don't remember making it home. And he was like, yeah, this is what happened. Like the manager was just not having it no. with us that <laughs> night. Um, and it's embarrassing. Like sure. I, I'm like, oh, I'm so cultured, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, I'm not. I, I did that. Um, <laughs> 
but it, it is a funny story and i definitely did get the audience just to picturing me yeah, asleep yeah. on i take not you like didn't elvis style asleep like face down. <laughs> i take you didn't return uh the next day to that bar but could but that would have been a great opportunity for the old oh my god she is alive <laughs> like like you literally <laughs> walked back yeah. to the yeah. de- we literally thought you were dead and labeled you dead <laughs> yeah <laughs> We don't allow Americans here anymore right. because of you, actually. <laughs> um, well, I, loved, no, I did not go back. <laughs> I loved uh, the phraseology. And I don't know if he consciously picked it, but you said this in your story that like the good thing about that is they were able to understand what he was mm-hmm. saying. Because I feel like in a lot of countries, if that happened and you told your friend the next day, they'd be like, well, was the owner man? Like, we think so. I mean, he said a lot. We don't we don't exactly know, <laughs> we don't what, know yeah. what he said, but right. everyone perfectly understood what he said. Yeah, I mean, I was grateful that I didn't speak any Italian, but the two friends that I was with did. So they kind of knew what was going on. They picked the spot. I was just like along for the ride at that point in my trip. <laughs> at any point, did you have yeah. fake like you were speaking Italian? I know I've done that drunk before, like in other countries. You start acting like you you know the language. And well, start it's similar to it. Spanish. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so mm-hmm. I would speak Spanish, and that was not appreciated very much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, that's why I kind of stuck to Ireland when I was out in Europe. I knew well, I knew that, the language there. That also, I also, I have a theory that uh, if you're used to cold weather drinking, like we all are, you know, mm-hmm. CJ's from Philly, I'm from Cleveland, you're from Buffalo. You can't when we go to like Mediterranean paradises and drink the way we're accustomed to, like, we just disgust them. Like, they're like, what are you doing <laughs> to your body? Like, why are you, like, the sun is out. It's a gorgeous day. What are you, mm-hmm. so, like, you need to go to, like, we, need, we I feel, need to go to a, a country like Ireland that has, mm-hmm. like, that kind of, like, just cloudy and damp. Damp, and- right, right. They're drinking to endure, not to enjoy, you know, yes. that kind of thing. In, in German. Where did I you like go that. in Ireland? What, were, what was your favorite uh, town to drink in in Ireland? Um, I lived in Cork for four months. And oh, I wow. loved it there. Yeah. 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 They have a, I mean, I know Guinness is a big thing, but they also have a local stout for that region called, mm-hmm. I think, Beamish. And that was my favorite thing to drink out there. Nice. Oh, cool. My family is uh, from Cork and we still have some family there. And it, it's interesting how. Because it's like when you look at a map, it seems like, oh, yeah, it's a relatively big city, you know, and it's going to be somewhat cosmopolitan. Then when I talk to my family, they're like, they just own a rowboat, <laughs> a farmer, <laughs> right, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. like, what? This is 2023. Well, that's know? the southern yeah. coast. That's the southern coast. Yeah. It's basically like that movie, uh, that new Colin Farrell movie. Yeah, like like the, this, oh, the is Banshees. Is this 1920? Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, is this 1925 or what's going that, on? With, yeah, was that was, was I having this conversation with you, CJ? Yeah, yeah, we did actually on this episode. Well, like, you didn't know the time like, piece. I honestly can't tell it, if right. that movie was filmed in the 19th century or yeah, I, I or, mean they do talk about the or last uh, week Civil War, so right. you have that. But like I'm like that could have been last week in Ireland. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is very like you have two miles of like half. It's like less than a Buffalo or Cleveland type of city, <laughs> and then and then it's farmland again, like nature. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's actually, I, when I was out there, 
I started in poetry before comedy, mm. and that's how I like got really involved. Well, that's in where the you got to do it. Out Cork? There. Oh, yeah, come on, artists yeah. out there. I mean, artists everywhere drink a lot, but they sure. know how to do it there too. Ar- <laughs> an Ireland will turn a poet into a comic within four months, no problem. That's a good slogan. <laughs> oh, for, for sure. I mean, I am the epitome of that. Yeah, yeah you're kissing the blarney. <laughs> that's their graduate program. We take poets, yeah. <laughs> input poets, output comics. Right. <laughs> well, Grace, tell. Uh, thank you so much for stopping by. Uh, yeah. And thank you so much for pouring at the show. We'll obviously have you back at the live show again soon. What are some other ways our listeners can follow you? Um, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Grace Piotrowski. And then I run an open mic every Saturday night in Wrigleyville. So that's on. Oh, really? Where's that at? At Output Wrigleyville, mm. kind of across from the stadium. Yeah. An open mic in Wrigleyville. Now that that's yeah, an adventure. That's, it feel. better be called Get That Dead Comic Out of Here, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I should. It is called Did You Think That Was Funny? Mm. And it is, we, I am very mean to everybody who's there. So it's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I got to try that out some night. Yeah, for sure. You should come by. All right. Well, thank you so much, Grace. Thank you guys for having me. Yep. All right, Grace. And we're back on the Blackout Diaries. He just opened Sean Flynn. Right? That was the amazing Grace Piakrowski with a hilarious story <laughs> about <laughs> being called a dead woman in Italy. Death. <laughs> <laughs> I do like, obviously, she was young when she's over there, but like, you don't want to be that, uh, that ugly American then, but then you have, you have no choice. Once you have that, you know, the air travel, you know, the jet lag, and the hours are all messed up, and then that, that open bar—it's basically an open bar when you're when you're like nineteen, you know, <laughs> where you don't have to look over your shoulder to drink, and next thing you know, you're. If I, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. Why are we putting that pressure on ourselves to be a representative <laughs> of America? Right. You know what? Why doesn't our country just start acting better, and then it doesn't matter how I act? You know what? Because then I'm not representative of the country anymore. Absolutely, and if anything, it's on our country for always bailing us idiots out every time we get in a little trouble. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Stop. Show us some responsibility. <laughs> right. Make us accountable, and maybe I won't be doing this. <laughs> uh, there is a story with speaking of uh, since international drinking is uh, a theme, or Americans mess- being idiots in, in international lands, and especially Europe. Uh, there's a story about uh, Prague. It's such a problem in Prague that they assigned a, uh, a party zone area for for to just where they put tourists in a separate area. It sounds hilarious. <laughs> this whole article reads hilarious because it it's almost like when you read about zombie movies and they're yeah. like, we've set up a demilitarized zone. Right. We, we have a new uh, a zombie czar. Like they're talking about all this, but it's about Americans on pub crawls. Yeah. Like like we. We've federated them. They're not going to leave this block. You know, so, they have their own mayor. Yeah. They they assigned a nighttime mayor. <laughs> a mayor just for the nighttime. That is amazing. <laughs> Like he clocks in. Right. That's a great title. She's coming up. I almost wish it was more like the Batman. Like you, you, you have like an image of a beer that you post up into the sky whenever you need him <laughs> yeah, to clock right. in. Oh, God. It's All like right. My city needs me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this article real quick. This is so funny. The first nightmare, Jan Stern. He was tasked with finding ways to alleviate problems caused by the rowdy behavior and noise of drunk Americans, basically. <laughs> Now, what I do love about this nighttime mayor mm-hmm. and the whole city of Prague is that they're like, listen, it's not that we want them to go away. Yeah. We're Prague. 
<laughs> we love drinking. Right. We're known for it. We're, like, we're bachelor we, we parties. We just want to figure out a compromise here where we can all be happy, you know? It's so funny. And you look at his plans. It's like the, the campaigns he's running. It's like, a, yeah, it's like a real political office campaign. Like, well, what am I going to do to help, the, you know, the homeless or the budget, whatever? He's like, well, if I've talked with bar owners. I told them to stop cooperating with these pub crawl people, these official pub crawls. <laughs> if they want to pub, if they want to pub crawl and do a theme, that's fine. But make it unofficial. Which, yeah, he said <laughs> they know? have to cooperate <laughs> <right>. with him. <laughs> We could do whatever you want to. You want to fly here? Seven hundred drunk Santa Clauses, mm-hmm. not a problem. But <laughs> right. you've got to be permitted, and we got to show you where your route is going to be. <laughs> Personally, we think it's amateur hour if you need a theme, you know. But we, we should be able to handle that on your own. Um, I love that. There's a quiet hour. He said, "Yeah, there's no way we can get him to that." <laughs> the way he's talking about it, like, let's say I don't know, 10 p.m. He's just. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, we're not going to prohibit alcohol, but we're going to try to emphasize <laughs> emphasize the respect, you know, because there are neighbors. And then I like the one was like, have you thought about um, trying steering these tourists uh, to this other neighborhood, which is a nice, like, uh, village neighborhood? Where was it? Um, okay. I'm trying to think. I'm sure he was against that. Right. He's like, well, he, here it is. What's the idea that the city should encourage tourists to get out of the center city, you know, and go to places like Verozovic, which is in Letna? He goes, yeah, I think that's certainly one of the things we shouldn't need to do because obviously the center is overwhelmed. And, uh, you know, it's tough. To, but, but on one hand, I understand people who go to those places go there because there's not so many drunk tourists. <laughs> He's like, so you got it's a tough balance. <laughs> so they're going to be like, hey, why are you sending these assholes out here? Why'd you spill our secret? <laughs> he's hilarious because what i like about this dude is he really wants to make it work and he's also right. like in yeah, like, he's like not shutting anything down he considers himself the real nighttime mayor he's like i represent bars i represent <laughs> bar goers and i represent people who are sleeping i represent right. the town at night and i'm gonna make everyone happy but at one point the guy uh the press that whoever's interviewing him on right. this is like well you know what about taxation i mean one of the issues is that we have super cheap beer here mm-hmm. <laughs> and like that was obviously like an evil war it was like like he is a politician at the end yeah. of the day he's like whoa 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 no one's talking about raising the price of beer here <laughs> okay like, <laughs> i want to be clear we are not going to solve this with taxes <laughs> it's just so hilarious i mean nighttime mayor i honestly feel cj yeah this is the first time i felt maybe i I could have a political future. Yeah, like this is this is the kind of. It's so funny how ma- how many jobs um, have been created through our through this podcast that you've <laughs> had affiliation to. You're like, you know what? I think I could go to Japan and teach those kids how to drink. <laughs> I could be a nighttime mayor in Prague. <laughs> nighttime mayor is just a great yeah. line too. Well, he's a so- former mayor. I've never heard of him. Nighttime, <laughs> nighttime mayor. mayor. He doesn't. He's not seen during the day. <laughs> All his powers are at night. He can get out of tickets at night. Right. Very <laughs> influential. Open up doors at night. <laughs> Completely useless during the sun hours. <laughs> oh man. What a I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lobby for Chicago to have one. And then maybe I'm gonna throw my hat in the ring. We'll see. Yeah, what do you think? What will be some of your policies if you were Chicago's nighttime mayor? You, you would what are some of the problems you think well, need to be fixed? I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix what I think is most important to drinkers in the city, which mm-hmm. is we need more reliable L service at night. Okay. <laughs> um, because drunks aren't getting home safely right now. 
<laughs> so I might need to work with the daytime mayor on that one. Drunks are not getting home safely. Yeah, I was just going to think maybe a certain uh, another tunnel way just for drunks to get there because I know you're very against. <laughs> yeah, that's good. You're very against uh, walking drunk. You know, a lot of people. You know, you, you always say like driving driving drunk gets all the publicity. How that's bad, but but yeah. we actually have more deaths through people just drunk and walking. So let's mm-hmm. let's get them their own tunnels, you know. That could I like that, like a pedway, you know, kind of. Uh, yeah, that's just for drugs. And you'd have yeah, to breathe. So you'd I- have to breathe in. You'd have to breathe a certain numb blood alcohol level just to get into this tunnel. I like <laughs> just for the gates to open. Because I don't want, uh, you know, any. <laughs> well, you don't want you don't want uh, predators coming in. Sober right? predators. At least if you're going to get mugged, the guy. At least this way, you would know that he's as drunk as you. So that you know, you might you might have a chance. Yeah, that's all we know? want is an equal playing field out there. Drunk <laughs> on drunks. <laughs> drunk. I do think about that. Would I? I got robbed. But you're my... in a, but you're in a drunk tunnel. What can we say? Hey, he, 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 much hey, as he's ch- probably lost. Right. He's still stuck in here. <laughs> you think he knows how to get out of here any better than you? We'll find him. Don't worry. I want the cops to be drunk when you call them, too. Every, I, you're not allowed in this tunnel if you're not drunk. <laughs> EMS, drunk. Everyone. Everyone's got to be drunk. Um, but uh, what I did realize, and I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast or not, but when I when I had my kind of two quasi-months of sobriety uh, yep. last year, it is fascinating when you interact with drunks just how much for me it almost felt like a creepy superpower mm-hmm. just how much more i understood and saw yes than them. no of course it's like the matrix and i was like oh my god like if you if you were going to get mu- the, the the idea that you think you could defend yourself drunk when every sober person assuming your mugger is sober yeah I don't yeah, know yeah. If, the, if the average mugger is sober or not but they see you coming uh, you know, five minutes before. Oh, you, of course. Like you, you said, know, I feel anything. I, I yeah. compare it to the Matrix when he's dodging those bullets like, in slow motion. <laughs> things are going back. To, like, like you realize um, how many times people just normal bumping into, stepping on foot. How yes. avoidable all this is if you just have your <laughs> faculties about you, and vision of a normal person. <laughs> or, or how many times I say, "Yeah, you just told me that." Yeah, you just told <laughs> right. me that. Yeah, you just told me that. <laughs> think about <laughs> it. Like, right during the day, are you? Bump, randomly just bumping into people, <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> in the neighborhood. Like if somebody had told me stepping on each other during the daytime that I had just repeated myself, right? And I didn't know that, and it surprised me. Like I would go to the doctor, and I'd be like, "I'm having a stroke." All right, like my, my brain. If, if this happened during the day, where they're like, "Sean, what are you talking about?" Right? You yeah, not something like from last week, like something from five minutes ago. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, this is the kind of this is why you need a nighttime mayor. This is why we create chaos. Yep. Uh, and it's why we create international chaos when we when we go party like this. We uh, create international in chaos. And um, but luckily, me, me and you, Sean, along with Adam Burke, we yes. spent uh, was it a full week? Two it was one week. We right? spent two weeks in Ireland. Was it two weeks? Oh, yeah. I, I think it was when you add the travel days. I think it was 12 days on the ground. Boots on the ground. <sighs> seems like 12 a lot. days. It, it was way too much. I know it was um, too much. That was our, our <laughs> Nolan yeah, 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 yeah. who did our itinerary. It's right. the only trip I've ever heard of in Ireland where you spend that many days and you don't see any major cities. You're, <laughs> you're just in like tiny villages in, in northern yeah, Ireland. Yeah, well, we were what we I, were smart by going to Ireland where where you weren't. There's the only place where you're not going to be considered the, the drunk of an American because they're way drunker yes. than we are. And but they're, but they're better. That's at doing where I it. think that was the brilliance of mm-hmm. this itinerary. Right. Is that it wasn't like everyone was uh, drinking at the same level. Like there were no tourists. No. 
<laughs> no tour- zero right. tourists. Everyone's a, everyone's a drunk. Everyone's funny. I remember when I first when we were heading over there, our good friend Nick Vaderot, who just came from there, and like that was his advice to me, like a warning. He's like, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have a great time, first of all. He's like, uh, but second, uh, be prepared to be the least funny, per- funniest person in the room at all times. He's like, no matter, he's like, no matter who it is, they could be, you know, the, the, the janitor, whatever. Could be a baker. Right, a baker. Yeah. They're all hilarious. They don't even know, yeah. but they're doing it. 100%. Yeah, and uh, and I, that happened immediately. As soon as I got off, as soon as I got out of the airport, uh, get in the cab. And I'm going to meet you guys who were hilariously waiting for me at a bar half a, half a block down the road or whatever, about half a mile or whatever down the road, because uh, your flights came in like five hours ahead of mine because I was coming in from Los Angeles. So you guys mm-hmm. were already oiled. You guys were already oiled up. I get. We were pretty. We also went to the duty free store yeah. in Chicago. Okay. And bought we bought wine bottles that are screw offs <laughs> that we boarded with. As, as your carry on? As our carry on. <laughs> which and of course Nolan is like, I can't believe this is legal. I mean, they shouldn't even allow this. You know, like so we obviously are <laughs> have no responsibility for this decision. Yeah. Uh, so so, I so we this- drank four bottles we drank four bottles of wine on the flight. On end. the flight. Was <laughs> on the flight yeah. before we hit the bar. And then that feet you met hit, us right. At. Then feet hit the ground. You're in the bar waiting for me to land. I get in the ca- I get in the cab and uh, this uh, cabby gets out of the car. Okay, you know he's all he's all excited, all cheers. Gra- grabs my uh, this big yeah. suitcase because I'm going there for two weeks. Puts in the tr- loads it up in the trunk. You know it's heavy. Shuts the trunk down. Gets in. Okay, where are we going? I'm like, uh, you know, Moriarty's whatever the bar is. Uh, I named the name of the bar. He goes, okay. He gets he gets out of the cab again, goes back to the trunk, takes my suitcase, takes it out, puts it out, opens up the door, goes, you can walk. It's only right across the fucking street like that. But he's just doing a bit, <laughs> you know. He's that committed to the bit where he unloads the suitcase after putting it. It was a heavy he wasn't suit- actually kicking you out, right? It's no, he wasn't. He was just doing a joke. Like, come on, it's only, it's only half a mile down the road. You can walk in. I'm like, what? He's like, oh, I'm just kidding. I'll drive you. I'm like, you committed to the bit that much where he took out the suitcase? The suitcase was heavy, too. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, no, no. So then when he and then we drive, so then so he starts right off I'm like Jesus Christ this guy's funny so then we drive to the bar, uh you know which was not even a half a mile down the road, and um, it was there was an outside I, we pull up and I see <laughs> you oh, real quickly let me say something before yes. you I know what you're about to say before you say this we were loud in that bar. <laughs> And this was a Dublin bar, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> right, so we landed we in Dublin. Were, and we the landed bartender Dublin was st- great. He was Go ahead. <laughs> he was a 70-year-old bartender, which I've never seen. And yeah. he goes he goes, "Hey lads, uh did you know our beer garden is open today? <laughs> Which was a lie. He just said right. it was out there. It was freezing. We were so, so anyways. <laughs> no one was out you, there. You pull up. <laughs> it was freezing. You pull up I go up there. And we're outside yeah. enjoying our beers. Outside enjoying our beers. Nolan's got this Walter Payton jersey on. He's this big Irish monster. He's like wrestling with, with it was wrestling he's wrestling Burke or something. Like he had him in some kind he, of headlock. No, he was making me punch him. Oh, he wanted that's to, what it was. He wanted he wanted to prove now he might have put Burke in a headlock, like yeah. you know, I'm not going to release him until you at punch the same, me. At the same he time, to right? Prove how, how how well he could take a punch, and I was like, Nolan, I I, I know you could take a punch well, yeah. and, and me punching you with all my might doesn't document that. Like I'm not known for my punching ability. There is just something about being in Ireland though that makes you want to like, well, part of the one in Rome kind of deal. Let's let's do <laughs> festive fighting because it doesn't even it's not even it's not even fighting with anger. We've got. <laughs> there are there are two past types here. Poetry right. or fighting. Now I am not a poet, so I need you to punch me right. in the face right now. 
So that's what we pull up to. You hitting him. He's got Burke I'm in punching a punching Nolan while he's got Adam in a headlock. And I do like that he's got Burke in the headlock like as like a uh <laughs> As like a convict, like a, yeah, like a kidnap victim. Like it's a hostage, basically. Yeah. If you don't punch me, he's gonna. I'm squeezing harder on him. So he's begging you to punch him. So you guys hit on and then it's just on top of on top of like this picnic table where and no one's outside, like you said, because it's pretty cold. <laughs> no, no, no one's not only outside. In the beer garden, no one's outside in the city. Yeah. <laughs> so we are just like <laughs> right. the only people enjoying the day, quote unquote. <laughs> and so our cab is like, well, these guys have to be your friends. So, like, these are your mates coming <laughs> up, right? And, like he didn't even ask twice. He just came up to right where you are, threw the luggage at you guys. Like these are obviously your crew. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Obviously, you're right. <laughs> and then from there, we drove up because uh, that's where we had moved from Dublin. Then we had to drive up to Northern Ireland. Where Nolan's we had to drive up to Northern Ireland, and I'm sure you remember this. We stopped at a bar yep. where they, they pour us uh, a round of Guinnesses, and they go, have you seen our thrift store? <laughs> and they had a junkyard in the back All right. <laughs> where we bought Adam the Cane Burke. He got his nickname, the Cane, from there where the we cane. bought him a cane. He said, you know, we, yeah. had, we had drunkenly said, you will, you must have this cane the rest of the trip, the entire trip for every photo. And it was, we really just, fought, we really bullied him into that. Like he didn't, he certainly did not want to have a cane for the entire time. And, and occasionally he would try to leave it behind at bars. And that was the, the only thing we would remember as drunks, collect, yeah, as collective drunks. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Someone forgot their cane. Where was like three? T- we go three towns ago just to go get the fucking cane back. And Burke's like, God damn it! I thought you guys were gonna forget. <laughs> so then we yeah we settled that up. Cane the- saved your life though. That cane saved your life. Remember? Uh, I forget what town we were in. You walked uh-huh. almost right in front of a bus because yes. you drive on the opposite Absolutely. side there. Absolutely. And he he uh, hooked you with the cane. He hooked me with the cane. Life. Yeah. I- I could definitely see your drunk walking statistics true in Ireland because people are just—they're like—they're like dogs and farm it's animals. It's all blind. There isn't a straight road no. in that whole country. <laughs> it is all blind turns. Right. And, and then and there's livestock walking around I mean. randomly. Everything's just in and out. And who knows? Like, yeah, yeah. people are calling. <clears throat> neighbors are calling each other up. Is my goat over there? Yeah, I think so. I think he's in my <laughs> kitchen right now. <laughs> so, but yeah, we 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 um. Like you were saying before, no, not a city to be found because we were up in Northern Ireland. And any, anytime we mm-hmm. ask someone, like, oh, should we go to, like, you know, we were thinking about visiting Dublin. Oh, last place you want to fucking go. Don't, like, like all the, lo- oh, yeah. all the that, locals. I would- tell everyone now, and I think it's the best advice I can give you as, as a traveler to Ireland. Right. You want to go to Dublin first because otherwise you're going to spend your entire time with Irish people trying to talk you out of yes, going to they, all they want is talk you, you out know. of going to the best the places they're known for, right? And so that's where we wanted to start our travel show. That's where we came up with our travel show idea to mm-hmm. uh, take locals take locals around the nerd town, say you're doing it wrong because <laughs> we want <laughs> we want to show you how to live in your in your neighborhood. But um, yeah. and then we finally found out, speaking of Ireland, that uh, um, and suggestions of what to do. When any, any t- and, and any plans you have? What's your plans for today, you know, lads? You know, and we we tell them like, oh, let, no, you don't want to do that. And they tell you something yes, else. Yeah. So then we finally learn. All right, why are we telling them our actual plans? Let's tell them our second plans. Then they'll tell us yeah. to go right where we want actually want to go, and we can act like it's mm-hmm. our idea. You know. So, yeah. You never want to level with right them because <laughs> they're just a city of combative, yes. hilarious no, liars. Absolutely charming, hilarious liars, but they're contrarians. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not gonna. <laughs> whatever you tell them, you're gonna. I'll never forget. We went to a dart tournament. Yeah. 
And uh, at one point, Nolan's dad did this response, which I think I had heard about 19 times without putting it together uh-huh. until he said it. But you had money on one of the players, yes. and uh, it didn't pan out. Yep. We had a four-man, uh, four-dart-man parlay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you go to Nolan's dad, like, you, you, you shared that that bet just lost. He goes, oh, I would have told you not to bet right. on him. I think, well, why? Because he's a cunt. <laughs> exactly. That. That was the analysis. For everything. It's like, I won't take up any follow up questions. I've just told you why. He's a cunt. Right. Like, I must have heard them say that. And they would say it to each other. Like, why aren't you working <laughs> yeah, with Bill right. anymore? I thought Bill was going to do that uh, That landscape. Oh, he's a cunt. <laughs> he's a cunt. That's <laughs> and why. They would all know, okay, we're not going to ask the details of this. Right. <laughs> But that was a that was a, that whole town was was amazing for us. It was it was when we we, we fit right in. Speaking of dogs coming home to a farm, everyone was. Uh, I mean, the minimum the average age had to be seventy two in that town. Oh my god! I would say the only it, I, I couldn't get over. Right. I I was like, man, I I haven't seen like a stroller. <laughs> I, like, I don't, like, do they have schools? Like, are there even children in this it's, town? It's ten in the morning. They're forced back to these old men, and they're betting on horse. Somehow there's live horse racing going on that they're <laughs> betting on inside the bar at like nine nine in the morning. And they would introduce you. To, like, it was the only place I I said like. Uh, where their where their children were older than they were, they'd be like, "Who's a who's a guy?" There was always a guy at the bar, like, "I'm Seamus. Here's my son Pat. Uh, I'm 74, and here's my son Patty. He's 81 today. Like, how is this possible?" <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> and there's always there was always like a father son with them, and then, you know, a, a relation, and then uh, of course with Nolan's dad capped it off there in the uh, dark tournament. There was the, that dark tournament. Was one of the fucking wildest scenes I've ever I've ever seen. It was uh, it was eighteen thousand people, eighteen thousand drunk pe- out of right. their mind in sing song cheers mm-hmm. all all night long. It was insane. It was just screaming drunks like coming in like screaming and like and and they would clear the path for us. I mean because we went around that day in uh, we're in Belfast. It was in Belfast, you know. We were and um, we took a t- we took a great awesome tour. We'll talk about it in a second. I'll talk about it in a second. But like first of all, we we met like you know at a bar for lunch there or whatever or a pub I should say, and they were like, uh, and we, once we would tell them we we're going to the. Uh, <laughs> Like dart tournament, they're like, oh, like, like clear the path, like, like you, we gotta yeah. make sure you, you get there because anything get away, like, cause you, like, you're gonna need to get violently drunk, like, like get this man some shots right now. You are in no condition right now just to walk in and just see people throwing darts. You have to be fucking blind drunk. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that tour we did. It was a special black cab, which was which was, which was what they called it. That was maybe my of all the liars in Ireland, mm-hmm. he was my favorite. I think his name was Joe. I want to say, sure. but yeah. So they like there's certain pubs in Belfast where they'll call up a black cab driver that they know will give you a tour of the different murals from back in the Troubles. You know, so you're like there's Protestant murals, there's Catholic murals. Yeah. Depending on what side you maybe grew up on, you, you'll consider the other one a terrorist organization. Right. <laughs> and um, what's interesting, Joe picks us up, and I loved this so much. He goes, uh, so lads, uh, what I like to do is I like to give you the whole uh, tour, objective. I, I fashioned myself an objective uh, narrator of these times I grew up in Belfast. But I want to see if you can correctly guess. And he's like, they often don't. What side I, of the town I grew up on? <laughs> right. and then it, he takes us to the first mural, which was on the Protestant side. Mm-hmm. And his opening line was something to the effect of, uh, 
Ah, uh, this uh, British soldier here killed 17 innocent people that never did a, a mean thing in their life. <laughs> An absolute savage. They call them cowards or something. He's, he's one of these cowards. Yeah. <laughs> he's a cowardly man. Yeah. <laughs> who, who never won an honest fight in his life. And then he said something to the effect of like, huh, I don't know. There's some people that like him. <laughs> yeah, who's just bed your flowers. I wonder right. what side you're on. <laughs> Remember when he took us to the Bobby Sands yes. uh, mural? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby Sands, if, if we have any listeners who aren't familiar, he was uh, famous for leading a, a hunger strike mm-hmm. against uh, England uh, due to the oppression of uh, Irish people. Right. And uh, they have a mural of him up there. And he, <laughs> he, he files us out. And he goes, all right, what you're looking at right here, the most seen work of art in all of the world. <laughs> Every year, more right. people. And I'm like, really, Joe? Then the Mona Lisa? Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> work of art. <laughs> a wall mural with <laughs> bullet holes in it. I will say this. We, that was my first time in Northern Ireland. I've been to Southern Ireland a couple of times. I have family down there. And... Uh, the difference is pretty stark, like because you could. Oh yeah, the, the war is definitely still in the air there in the Northern Ireland. You know, the walls have bullet holes and shit. Like Southern mm-hmm. Ireland are your your watercolor paintings of the coast. You know, yeah. like, like things. Be- well, and that's where you get even just you can tell it in the accents, right? Like Southern Ireland has more of that leprechaun, mm-hmm. very, you know, very colorful, very, very musical. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. but then you go up to Northern Ireland, it's like uh, like a uh, like a deeper, almost Scottish like you know sure, Highlands, you know, tough accent. Yeah, you know? very very get these filthy Brits out of here. <laughs> that was thrown in the tour. <laughs> <laughs> well, CJ, let's do this before we end this podcast. Right. Uh, one of my favorite drinking stories. Uh, we've been talking about Ireland. We've been talking about Americans abroad. Yep. But one of my favorite stories is from the Connecticut Cruncher, your dad. Yeah. Uh, when he went back home for a wake in Ireland. Well, that's why it was also in a super rural area. Right? Yes, 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 and that's what I was saying. I've been to Southern Ireland a couple times. My dad, because we have family over there, and um, my dad was over there a lot of times, like twenty-five. Who knows how many times? So much in uh, um, with family. So when he was younger, my uncle Tomas took him out to uh, one time they were hanging out. I was like, oh, "Come on, we have to go to this funeral for." Uh, <laughs> we have to go for only and only the Irish. Right, we have to go to Tommy's You're funeral. Hanging out for a day. Exactly. You don't even. You don't even it's, let's go take it away. That's what they were like. Like, <laughs> like oh, I game. forgot we got that tonight. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you'll love it. <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> no, it's this guy died. It's at his house. You know, it's an Irish wake. Let's go over there. And uh, I was like, I don't even know him. He's like, he's, 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 oh, it's, our, it's, it's no big deal. No, we were just, just a couple guys hanging out. And it's all, you know, he sells it. But they have a, a real Irish wake. They have a tradition where the casket is in the uh, living room and all the men circle around the casket. Mm-hmm. Everyone tells a story about the guy. And then they do a drink. They do a shot, whatever. And you have oh, to God. tell an original story about him. That's what it is. And um, my dad has no idea who this guy is. You know, was like, but come on, it's just a, it's just a party. He said, by the time it got to him, he was like, he said he was like seventeen or eighteen on the line. You know, and he's telling the story how he how he saved about saved him in a war. And it was so like you talk about the Northern Ireland War, right? American. He known as an American. Introduced as a Yank. <laughs> He's like, how is it all right? This Irish farmer fought right. in Vietnam. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you didn't know that about Tommy? He was like, a lot of, that's what it's, a lot of, you didn't know about Tommy? Oh, yeah. He came over to our side a few times. So he's talking about how he was like crying, saving him in the war and the whole thing. They do a shot. And he said, and they said, he said there was about like 25 at least, at least of those stories. So he's, so he's making up the story about the thing. Everyone loved it, blah, blah, blah. 
And then they said he go out. They go outside. Then he go outside and go home. And he, as soon as they open a door, it's just pitch black. He's like, there's not one light anywhere. He goes, you know, I don't know obviously how to do with the 25 shots of, of this guy saving him the award. And they go outside, and, it, and they, I don't think they ever made it home. They didn't make it home until the sunrise came up because it was just pitch black, completely lost, and 25 drunks going in complete different directions. Like, like you're saying, no straight roads. There's certainly no street lights back then. It was like in the 60s. <laughs> just waking up in yeah. farms and <laughs> creeks. <laughs> So an Irish wake—that's what Irish wake is, sounds like an amazing time. And I still feel it when I when I when someone die, when someone dies and you you saw that feeling. Oh well, I don't know. might be a fun funeral though. At least like like I when I think of funerals, the same thing I think of weddings, but actual but actual fun. It's our wedding. It really is. It's our wedding. <laughs> I've always wanted to do. I've actually I probably tell just that once a month where I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to quit comedy, and I want to open up. A funeral home mm-hmm. called Flannery and Sons Funeral Home. <laughs> we put the fun in funeral, the and fun it's just funeral, Irish right? wakes. It's just Irish wakes. That's all, that's what we specialize in. I think. I mean, I think it's a great business plan. And I don't. I, yeah, I don't know why Jess is holding you back and not allowing you to uh, quit your job <laughs> and uh, all your family responsibilities to open up this uh, f- open bar funeral we'll home. <laughs> It'll be the future home of the Blackout Diaries. Um, all right, well, before uh, we're going to end this on another story from our live show All right. Um, that is about drinking in Australia. But before we do that, CJ, uh, what do you got going on? All right. Uh, well, I'll be in. Uh, well, let's see. I don't know when this show is coming out, but uh, I'll just say to check out my podcast, The Bottom Line Bombs on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network, where I do the man in a box segment. I'm doing that all year round now. And um, that's about it. I'll just say that. That's a great one. Thank you. Um, and then for me, go to SeanBearFlannery.com, and you can buy my book, Places I Can't Return To. Um, can also listen to the audio book there. Yeah. And check out the live show right. every Friday, 10 p.m. at the Lincoln Lodge. And most importantly, I know you guys subscribe to this, but give us a five-star review. Oh, yes. Thank you. And uh, give five stars and a good review. We don't write bad shit. Who cares? But as long as it's five stars, we don't care. Because if it's got five stars, we don't care what you say. Yeah. Their voices are both obnoxious. They grade yeah, at me. Your rating system might be different than ours. Whatever. Just rate a five it's star. Kinda, yeah. it's, it's almost like a date. Hey, if, <laughs> if, if she slept with me, <laughs> I don't care what she said. <laughs> God bless her for showing up. <laughs> <laughs> but what we're going to end on is a, another uh, clip about international drinking from the live show from the hilarious Tito Jorda Sid talking about some Australian tourists he met while drinking in Asia. All right. in here. I love to travel because I want to feel better than others. Um, <laughs> you know? But I know Tom, Tom says, hey, Tom, you from the UK, you mad at the Queen died? No. No? <laughs> I was a little mad. I'm going to tell you this quick story. But I had a soft spot for the Queen. And it all, <laughs> and it all started back in Thailand, 2015. Because in Thailand, I ended up hanging out with a group of Australians. Right? And we had a mad, mad party one night. It was me and like seven dudes. And I met this one guy, Stuart. Stuart was a rock star, right? We went out all night, boom, the next day we just peaced out, like, good, good luck with your life. And then I ended up taking a huge trip, going to this island, going to South Island, checking in, doing this big party called the Full Moon Party. I'm sure most of you have been there. Maybe not. Get a better life. <laughs> so we go to the Full Moon Party, and it's like 20,000 people on the streets getting real fucked up. So I'm just chilling, you know, drinking off of everybody's cup. And then all of a sudden I turn the corner and there's a group of Australians. 
And I see my friend Stuart. And I'm like, Stuart! And he's like, fucking damn! <laughs> I was like, oh my god, what are you doing? How do you know? He's like, he puts his hand around me. He's like, Mike, do you want to do some lines, Mike? And I'm like, do I? Right? So we go to his hotel room, the whole group, and we start putting out the products. We cut it up. And right before we go down and dig in, I take out some time money, it's called a bot, and I start rolling it up. And Stuart comes to me and he puts his hand on my chest. He's like, Psh, no, mate, we do this off the Queen's face. I take out a hundred Australian bill and he rolls it up. And I do a line, I'm like, long live the Queen, mate. <laughs> now I got a soft spot in my nose. My name's Mentito, y'all be great tonight. Stop it, a podcast. <clears throat> a podcast network.